BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, we're here with Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Very excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live, what you do. So my name is Rachel Valverde, and I am a licensed esthetician and a laser technician, and I work in Gilbert, Arizona at Skin Ritual. Amazing. Yes, How long is. have you been working there? Um, so I started out at Desert Sky Dermatology, which owns Skin Ritual. Okay. Um, We've only been open at Skin Ritual for six months, but I've been with Desert Sky for almost four years. It'll be four years this summer. And I got so busy there. I was booking out for like eight to 10 weeks at a time. And we just didn't have the room in that space for another esthetician, but we really needed one. So Mm -hmm. one of the buildings in our parking lot became available. So we basically opened up like a second location as a med spa, primarily for aesthetics. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Med spa, that wor- that word just I sounds know, right? amazing. Yeah, why do I want to just go there tomorrow? It's like health and beauty all in one <laughs> yeah. magical place. Yeah, it's Fix awesome. all your problems. <laughs> so where did you go to aesthetic school and how long have you been an esthetician? I have been an esthetician for almost 14 years. I went to aesthetic school in Scottsdale. It was called National Aesthetics Institute of Scottsdale. It's not even open anymore. That's how old school I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing it for a long time. I've been working in dermatology for almost seven years now. And then I worked in spas for uh, a long time before that. So kind of have done everything. Been yeah. into the whole beauty world for a while. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to do? Like facials, because you just said you do laser. Everyone always asks me that. <laughs> I honestly love everything. Really? Like I love dermaplaning. I love microneedling. I love hydrofacial. I love I love everything. Dermaplaning, okay, looks so satisfying. It's like the oddly satisfying videos. It is. It's the most satisfying yeah. thing you'll ever see in your life. Wait, explain, in case people don't know, explain what dermaplaning is. So dermaplaning is an exfoliation technique where we use essentially a scalpel to remove the top layer of dead skin, and then it also removes the hair temporarily. Yeah, like peach fuzz, right? Yes, vellus hair. So when you see videos of it, it just looks like clumps. It's kind of nasty. Yeah, but... yeah, you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was on <laughs> my face. a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I've had that done once, and it was amazing. It's seriously awesome. I need it done. Okay, so let's talk more about facials because JC – well, JC, tell us your experience with facials. Okay. So I have never gotten routine facials at all, mm-hmm. and I just started 
two months ago. So I've gotten two facials. Okay. And it has been life-changing. It's been so great. My skin has never been better for at least like three years ago. I started getting acne, Mm -hmm. which was so shocking to me because I never had it in high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I turned like 22 and then it was just like, boom. Yeah. And so um, that has been such a struggle for the past few years for me. And I mean, my skin kind of started to clear up before the facials, but the facials really took it to the next level. I feel like as I keep getting them, it's just going to keep getting better. So I'm a believer because I didn't know that it would – I didn't know if it would help or anything. But something that's been so nice is that it's nice to hear from a professional what's going on with your skin when you don't really – so I've always thought I had dry skin. Mm -hmm. Like I've always felt like my skin is really dry. And so I'm always putting oils on and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I got my facial, my esthetician was saying, you know, you're actually – you kind of have combination skin. Like I feel – that your chin and your T-zone are kind of oily. So, and I told her I was putting oils on and she's like, okay, stop doing that and mm-hmm. use this instead. Literally changed my skin in this two days. like a conversation I have about eight times a day. Really? <laughs> Just people thinking they have one kind of skin? Yeah. And it's mostly dry skin. Everyone thinks they're dry. And usually what I hear is that when I wash my face in the morning, my skin's really tight before I put moisturizer on, which is normal for everyone. Like you're washing away all of your natural oils. So even if you're oily, you're going to feel tight and dry. Mm -hmm. But a better measure of your true skin type is how your skin looks and feels at the very end of the day. Do you have areas that are shiny? Do you have areas that are flaky? Typically, truly dry skin is going to have very little oil production. You're going to have very little blackheads or clogged pores. And that's just, that's not very typical. It's it's not common that I see people with truly dry skin. So mm. a lot of the time people are combination skin or oily or they're oily and dehydrated, which oh. happens at the same time. So that's when your skin produces plenty of oil, but it lacks water. So that's interesting. Yeah, that that's is good most to know. people, especially in this climate in Arizona where it's so dry. It doesn't matter how much water you drink. It, a lot of people are just – their skin lacks water. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, because I – love I, living in Arizona. <laughs> I know. I, so I stopped um, putting oil on my skin and then I started using water-based moisturizer. Good. And I'm like, oh, my skin's actually normal now? What the <laughs> heck? Like, And so it just took that one appointment with me talking with her to figure that out. And I'm like, that in and of itself was worth the money to figure out, mm-hmm. oh, I actually don't have dry skin. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's why it's been life-changing for me. And now I'm like such an advocate and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. everyone needs to go get facials. But I also understand that it can be pricey. So yeah. anyway, we want to I was going to about- say, going off of that, how would you tell – or how would you sell someone on getting facials? If they're not – if they don't know much about it, they're mm-hmm. like, I don't need them. I'm fine without them. I usually – Compare it to getting your teeth cleaned Hmm. at the dentist. Like you have to go get your teeth cleaned, right? Mm -hmm. Your skin is essentially a giant sponge that's covering your entire body. So why would you not get a facial? Yeah. You know, it's just so important for the maintenance of our skin, especially because it's constantly shedding. We have oil, we have makeup, we have sweat, dirt, all that stuff that's floating around in the air. So it's, it's like essential for everyone to get facials. And pollution. I think people forget about that. They do. If they don't think, like, I don't touch my face. I don't. Mm -hmm. But the pollution, especially in California. I don't know if Arizona has bad pollution, but. It's definitely happening. How often 
do you recommend people get facials, ideally? Usually every four to six weeks. For people who are acne prone or they're going through like a bout of really bad acne, I'll typically recommend every three weeks until it Mm -hmm. clears and then we'll go to like four to six. So I know people who go once a week. Is that way too much or is that normal? That doesn't seem normal. Okay. That's a little much. (laughs) That seems a little excessive. Okay. I'm sure it feels good. Yeah. 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 Not necessary. No. Okay. So let's talk about acne then. Bouncing off of that. We asked Rachel before about hormonal versus cystic acne because we asked our listeners on our Instagram to ask questions because we get a lot of questions about skincare and what to do about adult acne. So kind of explain what you explained to us before about cystic versus versus hormonal versus someone who just gets like one or two zits every once in a while. So there's a lot of different types and grades of acne. Hormonal acne, a lot of the time, is more cystic. So it has, it's like those big hard bumps under the skin that if you pick at, there nothing's ever going to happen. You never get anything out. Typically happens in the chin and jawline, and that happens. Um, it can happen anywhere from like early twenties to thirties. I mean, some people struggle with it in their forties and fifties. Right when you think you're done. Right when after (laughs) after puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day and she was like, Yeah, I really want my mother in law to come see you. She struggles with acne. And I'm like, How old is your mother in law? Yeah. Oh, she's 55. I'm like, Holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah. That does not make me excited. I know. (laughs) I know. And be like in the nursing home with acne. Yeah. You're like, At some point, please just leave me alone. Please. But yeah, it happens a lot with women because of hormonal fluctuations. So when testosterone levels in our system rise, our skin produces more oil and that leads to breakouts. So hmm. a lot of it is just internal and it's it's hard because because it's so internal, it can be difficult to control. So a lot of the time, if I'm working with someone that has a hormonal acne, I'll usually recommend that they come see me and that they also schedule an appointment with one of the medical providers at the dermatology office across the street so that we can kind of work together because there's a few different medications that work really well for hormonal acne in addition to getting like peels and facials and things like that. So sometimes it's just a combination of different things to get it under control. So for someone with acne, what would you recommend their first step be? If they're like, I have no idea what to do. Usually I recommend having them come in for a consultation because then I can see their skin in person. I can talk to them about their skin history, their health history, what products they're using at home. So that's how I start most of my new patients. Or sometimes I'll, I'll have people come in and do a facial with a consultation and we can kind of at that point, I can see their skin and assess it and then we can make a treatment plan. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's so nice to know. Like, I think a lot of people are just hopeless or if they've tried a ton of products and they're not working, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to go to a professional if you're, if you've, you know, been struggling with it for a long time. For sure. So that's good to know. We also had some people ask, and I'm very curious about this, face mapping, like Mm -hmm. getting acne in certain areas. Is that something that you do? Face mapping? We can take this out if it's like, has nothing to do with what you do, but. (laughs) Face mapping is very like Eastern medicine. Is it a real thing? Possibly Mm -hmm. hormonal acne happens a lot of the time in the shin and jawline. You know, you can have an acne in other areas of the face that can be linked to other things. But I don't generally go based off of any kind of face mapping per se. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Mm -hmm. 
So for people who cannot afford yes. to get facials all the time, do you have anything they could do at home that would be, you know, like some kind of hack or like something that would be similar? Yeah. Uh, it's hard because a lot of the things we do in the office, we use, you know, machines and equipment and there are things that you really don't have access to at home. Um, but what I recommend a lot of the time for people who can't afford to come in regularly is come in once, we'll do a consult, you know, give me a budget. I can recommend a skincare regimen for you based off that budget. And then we can include some masks and things that you can do on your own at home. I actually just did on Instagram. I posted on my stories on Sunday. I did like a at home facial and added a link for the steamer that I use. And it's obviously it's not the same as an in-office treatment. And it's hard because I don't really recommend doing extractions at home on yourself because that often leads to, you know, like finger surgeries that can end in scarring and just bad mm -hmm. news all around. But if if you can get a little steamer and do a couple masks at home, you can at least get a little bit of the benefit of a professional treatment. Definitely. That's good to know. With extractions, what what is the – so if you're not supposed to do an extraction on a pimple, mm -hmm. what's the best thing to do? Just if, let it live? <laughs> if you have a cyst, don't touch it ever. Nothing good will come of that. If you have a whitehead, like if you have like a pus-filled whitehead – sorry, mm -hmm. it's gross, but yeah. I don't expect anyone – It is life. I don't expect anyone to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to my job with a pus-filled yeah pimple on my face. Yeah. That's gross. That so, everyone wants to pop when they see it. Yeah. So what I recommend is doing like a warm compress with a towel, clean the area with alcohol, um, wrap your hands with cotton, make sure your hands are clean, and then really gently apply pressure like two or three times. If it doesn't come out, move on. If it does come out, great. Cool. Oh my that gosh. is very good to know. It makes me sick thinking of how I have popped. <laughs> I know, same. Like, oh my I gosh. Mean, I've been there myself. Same. I, Me I, with my tweezers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, sterilized? Yeah. Like my dirty fingernails just like pushing. Oh my Ew. gosh. The stories I've heard. Oh my so gosh. Someone credit cards to do <gasps> extraction. Oh no, no. Yeah. Like the dirtiest thing you could think of. Money. Oh, so yeah. would you, would you recommend those little, what are they? The little contraptions. The yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's an extractor. You know, I don't. It's so easy to damage your skin with those. If your skin's not prepped properly to do extractions with a tool like that and you're not trained to use it, it's it just does more harm than good. So that's one of the things facials are so good for because you're going to get the extractions safely so that you can get all that stuff out of there. That makes sense. What is the correct order of a skincare routine? Good question. So you want to go in order of the thinnest consistency to the thickest consistency. So okay. cleanse. Mm -hmm. That's kind of an easy way to figure out what order to use your products regardless of what products you're using. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're going to wash your face first and then you're going to do your toner if you do that. And then you're going to do, you know, liquidy serums because they're more water-like all the way up to lotions, creams, and then oil if you choose to do oil. So facial oil should go on last. Yes. Okay. If you do that, which I don't always recommend. Really? You don't recommend? I, there's just such a trend of oils right now. And I most of the time what I see is people who have oily skin, but they're dehydrated, so they're flaky. So Me. I mean, I didn't <laughs> want to point any fingers. <laughs> But yes, it's you. <laughs> um, she like can tell from across the room. She's like, like yeah. Oh. 
Um, She's like, wait, can you come here? I need to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. So people who produce too much oil don't really need more oil. There is an oil that I use that I like. It's the herbivore lapis oil. But I will mix like one drop of it in with my moisturizer. And generally speaking, oils have a very large molecule, so your skin can't really absorb them very well. Mm -hmm. So you're better off moisturizing with things like glycerin or shea butter, things that have ceramides in them that your skin can really absorb that kind of mimic your skin's own natural moisturizing properties instead of an oil. Okay. For a lot of us, being healthier was on our list of New Year's resolutions, but like we've talked about before, New Year's resolutions are hard, so hard in fact, that 80% of us fail at sticking to them every year. So we are going to tell you about something that both Chelsea and I have been implementing in our daily routine. As we know here at What We Said Podcast, there is no quick fix when it comes to better health. It is all about creating those good daily habits and actually sticking to them, which can be very hard, but ritual helps with this. Ritual is the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials contain the nutrients most of us don't get from our diets, all in their purest, cleanest forms. No sketchy additives or ingredients that end up doing more harm than good. Two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients you need to build a stronger foundation for better health. One of my main New Year's resolutions this year was to get my morning routine down and stay consistent with it. I'm doing I'm doing okay with it. Ritual has been the perfect addition to that. I start my day by taking my two Ritual Essentials vitamins with a big cup of cold water. The Ritual Essential for Women capsules are so great because they have all the goods like vitamin D, B12, and omega-3 to fill in all the gaps in a woman's diet that sometimes they don't get. But one of my personal favorite parts, they don't have that fishy aftertaste like some other multivitamins. They smell minty. It's like taking a peppermint in the morning. That's. I think that might be the best part of them, mm-hmm, honestly. I will admit I'm an annoying, obsessive label reader. I always read labels of everything. I just like to know what's going in my body. And Ritual checks all my boxes. They're vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and all allergen-free ingredients and their sources are 100% out there for the world to see. Traceable and transparent. Just what I like. Better health does not happen overnight, so start 2019 with Essential for Women, a small step that creates a healthy foundation for this year and beyond. Visit ritual.com slash what we said to start your ritual today. That is ritual.com slash what we said. Talk to me about tea tree oil. Because there, I feel like that's a big trend with acne and stuff. Is yeah, that just a trend oil. or it's okay. I know a lot of people use it as a spot treatment mm-hmm. because it's antiseptic, but there's just so many other better things in like my what? opinion. Depending on what kind of breakout you're having, like benzoyl peroxide is always a great spot treatment Okay, um, because it kills the P. acnes bacteria and then it helps to dry any of that bacteria out of there. Mm-hmm. Sulfur is a good spot treatment. So generally speaking, I don't love tea tree oil. For acne, I just think there's better better things yeah, out there. Yeah, it's just kind of the trend yeah. right now. Yeah, again, the oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to us about exfoliating. Yes. So what are your thoughts? Exfoliation is literally life. So that is probably the number one thing that almost everyone is missing in their skincare routines. 
And again, it goes back to people thinking that they're dry. So this is literally me. I told Chel- <laughs> I had this whole conversation with Chelsea. I wasn't kidding when I say I do this eight times a day. <laughs> no, she the esthetician. Uh, Wait, did I say that word right? Yeah. Esthetician, yeah. You got it. You were just <laughs> going fast. I was, I was going Don't wrong. doubt yourself, girl. <laughs> the esthetician was like, um, okay, so walk me through your skincare routine, blah, blah, blah. And then I was explaining all my concerns to her. And she's like, okay, do you exfoliate? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, that's – you're literally putting – moisturizer and oil on dead skin yeah <laughs> i'm like okay. essentially yes cool <laughs> good so i've been doing that for a year cool, yeah cool. trying to resuscitate my dead skin cells <laughs> yeah Rad. yeah so you know exfoliation is key um and a lot of the time that is what happens people apply more and more moisturizer when they think that they're dry and it's almost like the dead skin acts as like a layer of saran wrap over your skin so you're just putting product on your face and it's and your skin's not able to absorb it So exfoliation helps with speeding up the cell turnover. It's going to help with clearing out the pores and the hair follicles. If you are someone that's more oily and acne prone, you generally need more exfoliation than someone who's, you know, more normal to dry. Mm -hmm. So personally, I have acne. I have really oily skin. I exfoliate in the morning with glycolic salicylic acid. I exfoliate at night with retinol and I use an exfoliating polish twice a week and my skin has never been happier. Wait, so you exfoliate every single morning? I exfoliate twice a day. Oh, okay. So, so there's chemical exfoliators, so like alpha hydroxy acids, like salicylic acid and uh, glycolic acid. I'm nodding my head as if I understand <laughs> any of those chemicals. It's fine. <laughs> like, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember totally. chemistry for sure. Things like retinol, so they're chemically exfoliating the skin. And then you have like your scrubs and your Clarisonic brushes and things like that. And those are your physical exfoliation. Are those good? Having a facial brush? I don't love the Clarisonic. Okay. Um, I just feel that it harbors bacteria. Hmm. If you don't have acne, it's probably fine. But if you have acne-prone skin, personally, I don't love them. Yeah. Okay. I I thought of exfoliating always as scrubbing dead skin Mm -hmm. off. And I didn't realize that when I started getting facials and she's like, oh, use this to exfoliate. I'm like, wait, wait. Just put it on there and let it sit. I didn't understand. I thought exfoliating was yeah, like scrubbing. Same. Yeah. I and literally so sh- thought that until five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just those different chemicals that exfoliate yeah. your skin, right? There's so- different kinds. So like salicylic acid, for instance, is a beta hydroxy acid. And it is really great for clearing out the pores. So it's able to kind of travel inside of the pore and it breaks down all the oil and makeup and debris and stuff that hardens in there and turns into blackheads. So – that's oh, a great, gross. Yeah. Hmm. Would you recommend peel pads? Like Dr. Dennis Gross, have you ever used I've those? I actually never used those. Really? I use these pads from Zio Skin Health, which is Dr. Obaji's new line, which we carry at our office and I'm obsessed with. And they have salicylic and glycolic acid. So they're okay. essentially, I, I think the Dr. Dennis Gross pads are glycolic acid. I can't remember, but I a lot of people have recommended those to me. Really so like them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So do you have any favorite products that you personally use? I know, okay, we need to backtrack and say that everyone's skin is so different. Yeah. So it is hard to recommend products, right, when you have no idea. I mean, there's a million different people listening. Well, I wish there's a million people listening. (laughs) (laughs) We literally have three million listeners. Um, There's a bunch of different skin types out there listening, so (laughs) we obviously obviously can't recommend products for everyone, but what are your personal faves? My personal faves, 
um, Zio Skin Health, their line. I love a line called Skin Better. And then I love a few things from PCA Skin. But, uh, you know, like a basic skincare regimen that everyone can benefit from is obviously a cleanser, an antioxidant in the morning. So like a vitamin C, because that's going to help to protect your skin from sun damage. Sunscreen. Everybody has to wear sunscreen. I know it's not exciting, but like why are you doing anything to your skin if you're not wearing sunscreen? What's your favorite brand of sunscreen? Because I've been on the hunt for good sunscreen that doesn't feel like Crazy. the one that I wore when I was like five. <laughs> I love Elta MD. They're, okay. It's a brand. They have one that's called Clear. Courtney Kardashian posted about it recently. Ooh, we have the same birthday, so we're basically the same person. Yeah. So I need to use it. I thought that when I saw you. I was like, Courtney? <laughs> Is that Courtney? <laughs> Court, <laughs> <laughs> just old time friends. Court, um, I love that one. It's super lightweight and thin. It doesn't clog the pores, so it's great for and it's great for everyone. But it's especially great for people who have more like oily, acne prone skin. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds like me. Yeah, Chelsea, what do you you think your skin is oily? I don't know. I was gonna ask you. What do you think my skin is? Well, here's the thing. Do you I have, have a shine at the end of the day. I have a what? Oh, yeah. I definitely do. Okay. I would say – I've always – I was going to say I've always thought my skin was combination. Mm -hmm. But now that I hear that, (laughs) like, it actually – everything needs to move up. Like, wait. I probably have oily skin. But I also did use an oil cleanser this morning, and I don't think I washed it off properly. Okay. Because I'm very impatient with my skincare. Like, it says, like, leave it on, and I'm, like, just wiping really fast. (laughs) So it's probably still on there. But oily skin – I also have very sun-damaged skin, so let's not talk about that, but (laughs) – I wasn't going to bring it up. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry, I'm backtracking a million times, but when you said said people lack water, you mean literally they're not drinking enough water or that they need like water-based products? Water-based products. Your skin needs water and drinking water doesn't always translate to it affecting your skin the way like a topical hyaluronic acid product would or something that's going to help to bind and attract water to your skin. So does drink, is it a myth that drinking a lot of water is going to make your skin glow or it does help? No, it does help. I just find that, you know, even in Arizona, I have patients that are like, I drink two gallons of water a day, like literally, Mm -hmm. and their skin is still dehydrated. So sometimes I think you just have to do topical as well as drinking a lot of water. Makes sense. So I need to buy your exact skincare because <laughs> if you guys can't see right now, but her skin is literally flawless. It's glowing. And she so looks 10 years younger. <laughs> I have zits. Don't listen to them. <laughs> um, we interrupted you talking about the skincare regimen that everyone could benefit okay. from. Yes. So cleanser? Cleanser twice a day, a vitamin C in the morning, a retinol at night, and a sunscreen. And there's a lot of things that you can add in there, um, but that's kind of like – the gold standard for mm-hmm. skincare, especially anti-aging. So you definitely need to wash your face in the morning as well because neither yes. me and Chelsea do. Well, I, I will say I wash it with water, but I don't – actually, sometimes I use an oil cleanser. But we were talking about it, and I say I don't like necessarily feel like I have to do like a scrub of my face in the morning, mm-hmm. but I also know that I am not a professional, so <laughs> – like, I usually just splash my face with cold water and then sometimes do a cleanser if I feel like there's still makeup on my face. So you're like a Neutrogena commercial. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like yeah. Throwing way, water in your way face. less glamorous, but yeah. <laughs> I do think everyone should wash twice a day. If you're not someone who is oily acne prone, then you could do like a cream-based cleanser in the mm-hmm. morning. But 
you know, overnight, you're still producing oil, you're laying in your pillow, your pillow's soaking up oil. You know, mm, most of the time true. we're sweating at some point or another during the nighttime. So I still recommend that everyone washes twice a day. Okay. She's like looking at my oil skin. She's like, you definitely <laughs> like, wash twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, everyone. It is time to talk about shoes. I know this time of year we're all looking for ways to reinvent ourselves. Personally, I am trying to branch out a little bit with overall style. I love fashion and getting dressed up, but honestly... I usually end up wearing the same thing every day. I think Chelsea can vouch for that. Mm-hmm. Love my t-shirt and jeans. Yep. But trying to get, trying to branch out. You know what I'm saying? I know so, what you're saying. So I'm working on buying some fun pieces in addition to all the staple pieces that I already own. But it's time to tell you guys about Shoe Dazzle. No matter what styles you're looking for, Shoe Dazzle is the place to get your shoe fixed. With tons of shoes, clothing, and accessories, Shoe Dazzle has thousands of ways to step up your look. They've got all of the hottest new trends, and if you're looking for something specific, keep checking in because new styles drop every week. You can shop as a guest, but personally, I think shopping as a VIP member is the way to go. First of all, you're given this really fun little style quiz to personalize your shopping experience. When I took the quiz, it was no surprise that they nailed down my all-black aesthetic with a classic sneaker here or there, sometimes a high-heel boot if I'm feeling real frisky. But most importantly, VIPs like me save 30% off most retail prices all day, every day, plus get free shipping and returns. It's a flexible membership, so each month you have the option to either shop or you can skip. And again, you get 30% off every day. Go to shoedazzle.com slash what we said and sign up as a VIP because right now, you guys, they are offering you your first pair of shoes for $10. You cannot beat that price. That is shoedazzle.com slash what we said to step up your look today for $10. Shoedazzle.com slash what we said. So you've mentioned the importance of sunscreen. I was going to ask you this earlier because I use CC cream as like a foundation and it has SPF 50 in it. Is that enough or do I need to be putting on sunscreen before or what? SPF 50 is pretty good. Yeah. But more important, you want something that's like between a 30 and a 50, and you want to make sure that it has some sort of a physical blocker. So usually that's going to be either zinc or titanium dioxide. Mm. They just, they're going to reflect the sun off of your skin and they tend to just give better protection. So I usually recommend anything between like 30 and 45 and recommend that it has zinc and titanium or one of either of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And why is it so, so important? Obviously, we want to look good, but the sun causes 60% of external aging factors. So, wow. And, you know, skin cancer. I actually just had a skin cancer on my left lower eyelid. (gasps) Wow. Where you can't even put sunscreen. So, oh my gosh. It happens to everyone. And it's obviously much more important that we protect our skin from the damaging rays that can cause skin cancer Mm -hmm. than it is to protect our skin from the rays that age our skin. So nobody wants to get skin cancer. No. Do you wear sunscreen on your face every day? Uh, No, I was just asking for good ones because I wear that um, tinted moisturizer that has SPF 35. Okay. But in the summer I do, but my sister-in-law just got 
skin cancer too. And she kind of scared me. Mm -hmm. So from then on at the beach, I never lay out. I never want to have any kind of sun on my face. So I put that tinted moisturizer on, but I don't use sunscreen and I'm on the lookout. I've been looking at a couple different ones. So I don't want a super oily one, Mm -hmm. obviously, because my face is oily, but like I don't want it to be like white and just like look kind of weird. But so I'm using your recommendation for sure. I also love Color Science. They have a powder SPF that's in a brush because you have to reapply your sunscreen every two hours, which most people don't know. Huh. That is good to know. It's a full-time job. Um, so yeah, color science powder has zinc and titanium. It's SPF 50 and you can literally put it in your purse, put it in your car and just apply it on top of your makeup. So that's a great way to reapply throughout Mm. the day. That's nice. I'm pretty sure I've heard of color science. I think I've seen those. Can you Uh, get these just off Amazon? Where can you find these products? Okay. Um, there's some skincare lines that partner with Amazon. Generally speaking, you have to be really careful with what you buy on Amazon because just like there's you know, fake handbags, there's fake skincare. There's actually a whole industry of like counterfeit skincare. Really? Mm-hmm. I've even looked at things in the past, like for instance, this eye cream, it said on Amazon that they had, it was part of Prime Beauty. So they had a some sort of affiliation with this company. And I started looking through the reviews and there were like 10 reviews of people saying, I've used this cream for years. I know this isn't the same cream. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't smell the same. So, you know, they can buy products from anywhere. It doesn't necessarily come from the company. So I always recommend purchasing your skincare from someone who's licensed to actually sell it to you. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So what about Ulta or Sephora. Yeah, Ulta or Sephora are fine. Okay. You're not going to find medical grade skincare in those kind of stores, which is what I really recommend because it has more active ingredients in it and it's been clinically tested and formulated to be more effective. A lot of what you buy at Sephora and Ulta is going to cost you the same, but those brands are designed to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. So they just can't have as much of the active ingredients as like a medical grade product would. Good to know. So what would you say is the most important skin care tip? Would you say it's the sunscreen? I mean, I'd probably say it's the sunscreen at this point. Protect your skin from cancer. Yeah. Um, and then after that, probably just making sure that you're going to a licensed professional who's going to recommend the right products for your skin. Yeah, That's you don't want to go to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. My Nana always says what you do in your 20s shows up in your 30s. What you do in your 30s shows up in your 40s. And what you do in your 40s shows up for the rest of your life. Nana's right. Yeah, she's right. So true that. You start wearing (laughs) sunscreen, folks, especially you Arizona girls. And I know there's a lot of you. Okay, so um, how have you built your business? Because you have a following on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So how did all of that begin and – Do you feel like that has contributed to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. When I started Aesthetics, it was a long time ago. No one had Instagram. I would literally like hand out my business cards to people. Like it was sad. (laughs) So (laughs) Got to hustle. Yeah, I was hustling. So I started off at – well, when I was in school, I worked at the Phoenician Spa um, at the front desk, which I – didn't love. It was just so impersonal and you only saw people once. They never came back. There was no like relationship there. So I didn't love that. And then I started working at um, just like a little hair salon. They had a room in the back. That was my first like real job. I worked there for a couple of years and I would just like 
walk around and talk to people that were getting their hair done and be like, hey, I'm the esthetician. Let me know if you want to get your eyebrows waxed or, you know, you want to get a facial. And then after that, I worked there for like two years. And then I worked at uh, Dolce Salon and Spa after that, which at the time was like the coolest place. Yeah. Like ever. And they did a ton of marketing and like Facebook advertising and things like that. They're actually one of the first people that really used Facebook for advertising for Mm -hmm. spa services, which was really smart. So I worked there for four years, but I always wanted to work in a doctor's office. That was always my goal was to do more aggressive treatments and do laser and things like that. So I went and got laser certified while I was working at Dolce and one of my teachers was really cool and we kind of became friends and she gave a dermatologist my resume. And so I worked for her for three years in Arcadia and I didn't even have Instagram at that point. And there was like no estheticians on Instagram. It was not a thing. Um, When I left there, I moved to Desert Sky Dermatology and that's when I started my Instagram account. I was like, this would be such a cool thing to put on Instagram, like post treatments. And like, I just wanted to educate people at the time. I I didn't even think that it was going to become a way to market myself. I just thought it would be a cool way to like tell people about skin and educate people. And so there just really weren't a lot of other accounts like mine when I started. Like yeah. there were not derma cleaning videos before I was on Instagram. Like They're my favorite videos. <laughs> Me too. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, it started just kind of slowly. Like the first year I got, it was crazy. The first year to the day I hit 10,000. Oh, and wow. Then, yeah. But this was like back then when it was really easy to grow on Instagram. Yeah. Um, And then right after that, this makeup account that had like a million followers reposted one of my dermaplaning videos. And then a bunch of makeup accounts after that started reposting my German plane video. Oh, wow. So I got like 10,000 followers in a week from that. So yeah, I mean, it's been huge for growing my business. It's just such a great tool to educate people and to tell people like, hey, I'm legitimate. I know what I'm talking about and I'd love to help you. And I think it's hard to find someone that you know you can trust with your skin. So it's just a great way to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It's amazing. And I always say it's good for any business. doesn't matter what sure. it is. Yeah. I mean, my dentist is starting to get into social media and it's like benefiting him, you know. And it's yeah. it's just I feel like it's necessary nowadays. Like you got to hop on the social media bandwagon, honestly, yeah. because um, it's not going anywhere. It's I not going think. anywhere. And it's mm-hmm. such a good way to grow a business. I wouldn't so. let someone clean my pool if they didn't have an Instagram. <laughs> Literally. That's true. How can like, I trust you? Like, yeah. let me see your work. <laughs> true. Yeah. And I love that. While we are all learning lots of new skin tips and tricks, we want to talk to you guys more about learning. We want to quickly talk to you about Skillshare. We've talked about Skillshare here before. Basically, it's an online learning community with over 25,000 classes. There are so many different categories. If you want to step up your business, design, photography, and Literally, the possibilities are endless. There are even classes on DIY skincare, how to make face masks, body butter, and more, which ties perfectly into this episode. I love Skillshare. I've actually had a Skillshare account for a really long time, and I think it's just an amazing resource and community that they've built. You can learn new skills or even just better yourself in a skill that you already have if you are looking to learn more. And I also love the way they run their site because when you sign up, you get unlimited access to all the classes. So you don't have to 
limit the amount of classes you take or pay per class or anything like that. So Skillshare is offering you, our beautiful What We Said listeners, two months of Skillshare for free. That is right, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash what we said to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash what we said. What would be your best tip for somebody, no matter what craft it is, but especially estheticians, to growing their clientele and their brand? Well, they're so lucky now because of Instagram. Mm -hmm. And there's so many girls that I'm friends with on Instagram, other estheticians. I'm friends with everyone on Instagram. Like, I want to know every esthetician. I'm like, who are you? What do you do? Let's be friends. And so I'm I'm friends with a lot of girls all across the U.S. who are just starting out. Like, they've only been licensed for a year. They've got like 5,000 followers. They've opened their own business. They're killing life. And it's a lot of it is because of Instagram. So yeah. You know, get out there, market yourself, take good pictures, create good content, continue to, you know, further your education, go to classes. You find someone who is willing to mentor you or help you or, you know, figure things out as far as what treatments work and what products work and all of that stuff. I love that. I think a common theme on this podcast is become an expert at your craft and just yes. like constantly be, be learning and try and be the best. Yeah, for sure. And I that's a big part of why I love working in dermatology because I have learned so much about skin working in derm. I mean, there's just so much more to know than what's taught in aesthetic school. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm constantly learning. It never stops. And that's amazing. That's awesome. Okay. Well, can you tell everyone where to find you on Instagram so they can Follow along, watch your dermaplaning videos. If they're in Gilbert, book you up. Yeah, Holler how to book for a mm -hmm. facial and all that. So give yes. them the deets. I'm on Instagram at the underscore esthetician. Nice. How did you get that? <laughs> yeah, you're just the esthetician. Guys, yeah. Like, I'm wow. I'm telling you, I was like the first one. That is amazing. <laughs> A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-I-A-N. Wow. And then our office is the underscore skin ritual. Okay. Cool. And, and do they sell the products that you use at the med spa you work at? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can come in, book a consultation. We also have two other estheticians that are amazing, Jenna and Britt. Um, my schedule books out a little bit farther, but if you can't get in with me, you'd be in good hands with either one of them. Perfect. Amazing. Well, I'm thank excited. You. I'm going to book one. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, wait, when I'm in Arizona next time. <laughs> we'll we we'll to. do it together yeah, on a date. Oh my gosh. Yes. We should do that. Okay. We're planning it. Okay. Okay, well, thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, this thanks has been so much. Very informative. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, I feel so like I've been opened up to a completely new world. We're like, oh, I have oily skin now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. hmm. Everybody has oily skin. Yeah. Pretty much. Except for conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, I do too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm going back on the million tangents, but when she gave me a she gave me a cleanser mm -hmm. and she, it was for oily problematic skin. And I'm like, I can't use this. Like, I know my skin is dry. <laughs> I used it. And no joke, like, the next two days, I'm like, my skin has never looked better. That is I'm hilarious. Shocked. I'm serious. This happens to me all the time where I'll just do a consult with someone. Like, we don't even do a treatment. They'll start four or five products. They come back in a month for their facial. And I'm like, you're a different person. Like, who are That's you? Crazy. It's crazy. Just from skincare. Yeah. So it's like. 
I always tell people, you know, your treatments in office, it's like getting your teeth cleaned, but you can't not brush your teeth in between your teeth cleanings. So using your skincare at home is like brushing your teeth. You mm-hmm. have to do it. It's it's like diet and exercise. It's 80% diet, 20% exercise. You yeah. have to do both. Very true. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, if you're not already, our Instagram is what we said podcast, follow us, and then you can help ask these questions that we ask these professionals. You get to learn what you want to learn. And if you want to be an extra amazing student and listener. Student. <laughs> you're, you're now all of our students. Like, Do your I'm homework. your sensei. <laughs> um, rate us, review us, and subscribe to our podcast. On, on the, the Apple, Apple podcast. Oh. On the Apple, Apple podcast app. <laughs> and we're available on Spotify. I mean, if you're already listening, you probably know that. But <laughs> Okay, woo, mic drop. Okay, thanks guys for listening. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye.